welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are joined by Monika Nanda, Head of Product Management Technology at CompareTheMarket.com. She is here to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. Welcome Monika, it's great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Nadia. It's my pleasure to talk to you. So I'm really excited to hear more about your role, Head of Product Management for Technology at Compare the Market. It would be great if you could explain a little bit more to us about what that really means. Well, that's a good question. Thank you very much, Nadia, for having me. I have joined CompareTheMarket.com as Head of Product Technology and currently have a fantastic, very loving team who are behind our wonderful technology product, bringing innovation by providing seamless, frictionless customer experience and providing the best solution to our lovable customers. Being part of Compare the Market Technology Leadership Team, I am responsible to drive the strategic technology products transformation aligning with our business strategy and to get best out of my product team by providing the right leadership, being responsible to inspire, working continuously for their development and supporting team aspiration. Thank you for sharing that. It's brilliant to hear that you cover so many different parts of this. Now, what I'm really interested in hearing is how you got to the role that you're in. You're in such a huge role at such an amazing company. Tell us more about the career journey. Where did it start? And more importantly, was this always the type of role that you wanted to get into? Yeah, that's a very nice question. And, you know, it's a long story, but I will try to make it short. Originally, actually, I have started my career and um, I was an engineer. However, I realized I enjoy more on solving business problem and people problem. Thinking strategically, being commercial, acute, to achieve excellence. This is where I left my engineering job and headed to do my MBA from a prestigious university at India. Ever since I have completed my MBA, I did not have to look back. That is so fulfilling. I started as a business analyst with one of the topmost consulting company called CGI Consulting, which is a Canadian-based home office over there. Then my career took me to work in variety of industries like banking, payment, financial services, retail, fintech, etc., etc. Planning helped me and the majority of my achievement is through planning. Consciously, I have made a decision to take a wide range of experience from diverse industries to build my experience and skill set. But my openness to learn new things and peerless attitude helped me a lot in my journey, especially in learning through variety of skill set. Let it be product or leadership, anything abstract. I am always open to challenge and I'm always open to new things. That is where my learning curve is quite steep. I have been always passionate in solving problems for customer, very curious and inclusive. So this nature uh, helps me to become a successful product professional. Again, I always love empowering people or resources around me, taking charge of the things and getting it done. Thinking strategically, optimizing the resource around me 
these are the things i'm passionate about all this nature helps me in bringing place where i am currently and i'm so pride that i am able to exercise all these things not settling for less becoming greedier in learning having interest on wide range of culture and being ambitious in career so these are the things you know you will find me i am quite passionate about so i'm not someone who is okay this is done i am done now i always want a little more little more little more and that nature that attitude has brought me where i am and i know that for you championing inclusion in the workplace is a huge part of all of this how far would you say we've come as an industry hmm good question wherever i go this is my favorite topic and i love such kind of question to be honest because this is what i'm really passionate about and i have taken inclusion as always the top priority at workplace and in the community i live with or wherever i go having been born and brought up in india and i moved to this country 14 years back 14 to 15 years back yes and i have got opportunity to travel various part of the globe as part of my professional life as well as a part of my holiday which is you know going with family or friends and all and the work for over 18 years is going to be close to two decades in various sized organization both corporate environment as well as mid sized with wide range of colleagues with widest set of skills i have always experienced and benefited from a wide range of diversity in terms of people and culture i'm truly passionate about diversity and inclusion particularly through empowering women supporting them community and maintaining a holistic work culture we all need to come forward together to help each other to thrive and grow in the workplace as well as achieving business objectives building our resiliency to face demanding situation we need to increase the visibility of female role models who have achieved what they wanted and promote them another major step would be to change the narrative that mothers who leave their children to return to work are bad mothers we often hear this is not it nadia there needs to be a career that offers progression including if the role is full time flexible or you know part time or working from home or school time holidays etc women also need to lean in and develop greater confidence and self belief and understanding that they can follow their dreams and it is not always about climbing the ladder it is about being able to pursue dreams interest and learning and having a support system at work that provides flexible working and hours around childcare regardless of gender if your dream is to become a hairdresser go for it if your dream is to become a ceo go for it i am truly passionate about diversity and inclusion particularly through empowering others but little bit biased not little quite a biased to women categories current cultural and leadership climates are the main barriers to the progression of talented bam community and the staff in the organization there is no doubt i can see all the senior leaders are committed to understanding the blockage that prevents talented staff of all backgrounds 
meeting their personal aspiration within the organization and effectively delivering the business goal and getting promoted there must be a top down decision to ensure that equality diversity and inclusions are reflected in our company's core value i believe zero tolerance spreading awareness through training being transparent and open talk about race and ethnicity identifying the barriers recognizing equal opportunities are some of the steps organizations are now taking encouraging more role models for this community as well as supporting and advocating of bem community will help to bring better diversity to organization by creating equal opportunities for everyone i also forgot to mention when we say diversity is and all it's not about only bem there are also we talk about neurodiversities you know people with a hidden vulnerability so the company should take utmost care as a leader we should be able to read those silence and we should come up with the plans and various strategic how we can provide a safe ecosystem and environment where our employees who fall into this category can perform at their best yeah i totally agree and, and i love all the avenues that you've brought into that conversation there was something that you mentioned there that i wanted to pull on the thread and it was around resilience and your thoughts around resilience within the workplace yeah this is the second best topic that i would love to talk as well because this is my personal experience and this is such a powerful word so terminology i i think to make us successful resiliency is definitely key to succeed and building that resiliency is like building your muscle the way like we go to gym or go for run and try keeping you know building our muscle that's how the resiliency from the day one obviously you don't come up with a strong resiliency you constantly have to consistently and with a greater awareness you have to keep on working on that you know to make yourself resilient so the problem which comes tomorrow can never be easier that is what i always tell to the people i mentor or coach or you know within my team guys tomorrow's challenge is never going to be easier but what we can do is we can build up our resiliency in fact it would be more challenging and difficult what we are going to face tomorrow i believe we are surrounded by a lot of resources we just need to identify them and try to utilize that as an opportunities building a right support system having a strong networking being open mind approach with an attitude of not single size fit to all everything cannot be black and white there are areas which can fall into gray and accepting that and coming up with a strategic approach which works best for everyone is key to build resiliency and to face the difficult situation again i believe we need to redefine success when we talk about okay i don't think this is the success for me or or this is not successful for me so i think as a leader we need to understand what's the definition of success so that's where i'm saying we need to redefine success and success is very much relative object it's not absolute understanding what success means for you and working towards it is very key the success for you nadia may not be same for me 
or success for me may not be same as one of my team members. So I always ask, understand what makes you success, what makes you feel better, the, what is the objective you are doing? You know, is the end result is the success or the journey is the success? I believe we are always after the end result and uh, always we think the end result is the success, which is not really. But in reality, the joining itself is also a rewarding. That's the reward. Focusing on the joining, taking the learning from it, irrespective of the end result, is the way to build resiliency. We have to come up with a very open mind that, okay, what about the innovation? So we are at one hand talking about innovation and one hand talking about failure. So when we are ready to take the innovation, we must have to set ourselves to fail. Unless you don't fail, you don't learn. So that's where, you know, the success needs to be redefined, I always say. And also as a working wife and mother, me and my husband, you know, I try to make create a very supporting and strong ecosystem within my family uh, because my husband is equally in a challenging job. So me and my husband make sure we support each other by sharing house course, child work, as well as, uh, you know, paying the bills. So the responsibility is shared. The reason I'm talking a little bit of personal life is, you know, we are talking about building the resiliency. So how we can utilize, how we can build a strong, you know, support system around us. So uh, we both being quite career oriented people. So we make sure what works best for individuals. So that's where we have to, you know, support each other. And we make sure that we have created a system where we both can lean on each other and support each other and achieve the best in life in respective way. And also, again, I would like to a little bit touch upon the way we take the things. Sometimes we feel like, you know, rushing for something. So I feel we need to be softer. We are human beings, not robotics. So being empathetic is also very important. That is, you know, I, I always bring that empathetic way of leadership in my leadership style. So we sometimes forget to be empathetic. We become empathetic to others, but, you know, sometimes I forget to be empathetic to myself. So that is also very key. When we are talking about resiliency, we are also need to sometimes take a step back, reflect on the things, and then, you know, bounce back with the quite strongly and the strategic planning, how you can deal with that difficult situation. So at work, we women need to lean on each other ask uh, support openly whether it is women or anybody but since i'm quite strongly biased and support women communities so that's where you know i keep on talking about women we need to share and learn from each other and build a strong support system for us where we can thrive and rise in the ladder and create a place for us if there is not a opportunities we need to come off and we need to think how we can create that opportunities in you know we are not less than other so what's the way to get to that uh, get a door to that so that's how you know um, always being together and asking being open and transparent of you know uh, asking the help and creating a place for you is key and again building the resiliency is like once i always say like one failure the learning you get from one failure is the learning you get from three success you know failure is such a strong learning so do not afraid of fail you fail but fail fast and get that learning and learn from your mistake 
So the more we lean on each other, the far we can go. So I can talk hours and hours on creating this resiliency, but I hope this helped where, you know, I have touched upon many things and the ways and the tools where we can build our resiliency. This is so fantastic. And I will take away with me a quote from you. You know, you learn more from one failure than you do from three successes. And I think when you hear that and you process that into the challenges that you can have in day to day in the workplace, this is a brilliant way of looking at it. I know also you take on your thoughts on resiliency, you take that through to action. And I know something else that you're very passionate about is the coaching, the mentoring side of it. So I just wanted you to share a bit of that with us also. Yeah, since I have in the leadership ladder, so I feel coaching and mentoring is one of the powerful ingredients when, you know, you are in that leadership scale. I always believe coaching and mentoring is one of the most important thing in my leadership and the leadership I have experienced under whom I have worked, who has helped me, that is always one key part. Coaching and mentoring is not only that helps employees to develop their careers it also improve their overall productivity and leadership skills also increase their engagement when we say about mentoring and coaching it is as much required for my people i also need that coaching and mentoring to develop myself you know so when i go and provide the leadership i always have a responsibility to learn more and to top up my skill set and the examples or reading through books or, you know, getting that from other leaders so that, you know, I can pass that to my team. So as a leader, I always access the need of support through coaching and mentoring to the individual in my team so that they can do their best. And I try to provide that through me directly or I can reference to someone who is more suitable within the, you know, that environment. Also, as part of my development, I also make sure I have a mentor and coach, could be more than one, with whom I can validate my thought process, my ways of doing and take some tips or discuss some challenging situation that I face on a day-to-day basis. It could be from the work challenge or it could be in the personal life. I have been very fortunate to be mentored and coached by leaders at a workplace as well as outside of my workplace who are part of my development journey. And I really feel pride for that. Currently also, I have great mentors and coach, not necessarily from compare the market, from other leading industries. And again, majority of them are women leaders because that's where I get my source of inspiration. And thank you for sharing. It's just brilliant to hear all these different avenues. You have given us so many tips, so many bits of advice, lots of things that we can take away. But my last question is always brought back to what more can we do to walk the talk for inclusion? So everybody listening to this podcast now, what would you like to see more from them for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion? Well, we talked a lot about diversity, inclusion, women empowerment, resiliency. So all those things, you know, I would like to see kind of, you know, inclusive workplace, what we call. But to add with that, for me, one genuine workplace inclusion is an environment where we have a very clear mission and values. So I believe positive company culture has values that every employee 
knows by heart. We, as an employee, if my CEO has a clear mission and values, I have to live with that as an employee. So that brings quite inclusive culture. These values and these missions are accessible and branded into all of the company's internal and external communication. That is one big ingredient for a workplace inclusion. Another thing I believe is workplace involvement and support for career development. So if you look into the attrition or the people, how they would be feeling the fulfillment at their work. So I believe a good company culture supports not only the career development, but also provide positive and fun way for their employees to get together for personal and professional development activities, both within and outside normal company hours. And the success of the company culture is indicated in the level of involvement that each individual as an employee involves with that. Another great component I would like to say is uh, transparency. So uh, secrets or lack of communication from the top down creates a culture of insecurity and uncertainty. So workplace with a positive culture supports a philosophy of transparency so that every team members feels they know where they stand and uh, where the company is heading to. I have already spoken about the diversity, but again, you know, diversity is something like embarrassing diversity in hiring or, you know, diversity in thoughts or in the approaches. So the, your diversity should reflect. The leadership should make sure that it has been reflected in each and every step in the business. This should be reflected in teams and the employees you are interacting with on the day-to-day -day basis. Again, it is important to offer opportunities of inclusiveness when you create a diversified workplace. So you, okay, you are doing as a leader, you are bringing different, you know, bringing the diversity, but what's the opportunity you are offering? Are you letting them to open up, talk, or are you doing something where they could get involved? So that's the, you know, offering that inclusiveness. Another thing I believe as a leader, you need to be visible and accessible when your employee needs you to talk or to some support because it should not be as a you know, top-down kind of mentality. It should be like we should create a sense that we all are in together for the success of the organization. And another thing which you will be very much with me, that politics. So this is something I try not to talk because this is not something I do enjoy but obviously you know absence of office politics which is kind of like positive workplace and good company culture where each employee feels valued and heard. Healthy work environment never include gossip or office politics. Another is like recognition which is celebrating the wins. As a human being everybody is greedy for the recognition. So great companies have clear and frequent process in place for recognizing the achievements of their employees on a regular basis. So this shows that a good company culture makes recognizing performance a priority and announces to everyone the value its employees. Apart from that, there are a number of other things also. If we keep on talking, obviously we keep on talking, talking, but I like to touch upon like, you know, sustainability, we are introducing some process or good thing, but we need to assess how sustainable is that. Or again, you know, I like to see empathetic in the leadership, how empathetic are the leaders. And also like 
welcoming the innovation. So when you're welcoming the innovation, you are also making your employee ready to fail sometimes, but learning from that. Again, you know, a lot of other things, great work culture, like, you know, introducing the things which is quite crucial for a work-life balance, like flexible work, spreading the moment for the next gen, you know, we are doing some work. And also, like I just said, again, in the transparency, like, you know, it's very important as an employee to be able to speak and raise the voice. And also that voice is been heard. So, which is like feedback, you know. So able to feedback and also getting the response. So there are a number of things I feel as a ideal workplace for me should reflect all this thing. And I'm very fortunate now to work for a company, CompareTheMarket.com, where I feel quite fulfilling because I can see all of this there. And that's so fantastic to hear. And thank you for spending time with us today, talking through all your advice that people can pick up and go and implement in their workplaces, whether it's to better advocate for themselves or for others. It's been brilliant to hear about what you've been doing as a champion for inclusion, but also what Compare the Market does. So thank you for joining us on the DEI Discussions podcast series. Thank you very much, Nadia. Thanks for your time and having me. Thank you.